0: Great marketers come to us and and they show me these videos. I've already got these. I'm like, these are not stories, but they check the box, right? They've checked the box, say, I've got testimonials. And what that does is it actually harms your business because you're not paying attention to your customer stories.
1: You're listening to the Authority Builder Podcast. I'm Steve Gordon. For the first five years, this podcast was known as the Unstoppable CEO Podcast. The episode you're about to hear uses that name, but don't worry, you're in the right place. Same great content, new name. Enjoy. Welcome to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Gordon, and we got an amazing interview for you today. This is the the interview you want to listen to this week if you have... Been doing amazing work for your customers and nobody knows about it. So today I am talking with Ian Garlic. Ian has produced over 10,000 videos for businesses since 2009. He's the founder of videocastory.com. They are the ultimate resource for customer story videos uh, and they do the production and the marketing, the whole deal. His clients include people like Gino Whitman, the founder of EOS, Fran Tarkenden, Tanner Larson. Of uh, Build Grow Scale, as well as businesses of all sizes from law firms all the way out to Inc. 500 companies. And he told me to say this. He said, Yes, his his last name really is Garlic. His <laughs> wife's maiden name is Curry. Um, <laughs> you couldn't make that up, friends. Um, and so, really excited to have him here. Uh, Iron Garlic, welcome.
0: Thanks, Steve. I'm excited to be here. Always fun talking to you.
1: Yeah. So, um, I know you absolutely hate the word testimonial. um, And so I'm going to ask you a two-part question. Number one, how Uh did you kind of get, get to be the video case story guy? And number two, how does that tie into the fact that you hate the word testimonial?
0: Oh, that's two great questions. Um, I actually started using video case stories for myself when I was, an internet marketing consultant in New York. And I had a, it was like 2006, 2007. And people didn't know what SEO was. You know, they really didn't care about their website. And I was like, there's this huge opportunity. We actually had a client that was number one for, uh, they were number one in Google for personal injury attorney in New York City. And no one really cared. I mean, now it's like you show that and it's like $40,000, $50,000 a month that you'd pay me to do that. But back then no one cared. So I had to start explaining to people and I realized stories sell and your customer stories are the, best thing. So I'd start filming these and showing them to people. Um, and, and as I start to do that, I, I you know, people want it done for them and we do a whole video suite from, uh, you know, about us videos all the way up to, um, about us videos, process videos, story videos, but really the customer stories, the client stories were the number one thing that, I felt always changed. Like I always had the biggest ahas and the biggest discovery on. And we start to create these amazing ones and get better and better and better at it. And people said, you say, I want that, right? They'd see them and go, I want that. Cause there were these emotion filled uh, converting stories too, because I did a lot around just direct response marketing. And so people would be like, yeah, I want one of those customer stories, especially when we got them ranking on Google for like number one for attorney, federal criminal defense attorney. We had a video there. google and so i'm process driven so i start to improve process think about it think through it improve it improve it improve it and people want it more and more and more of that and and i had to think through the process too because people want to fly me out and fly different places which is great but i can't go everywhere So we did some training, and one of the things I realized is when you start to ask someone for a, like, I would see people come through the door, and if someone asks someone for a testimonial, it really framed things in a different way. The person came through, sometimes people come with these prepared statements like, oh yeah, Steve is great, Steve helped me publish this book, I love working with Steve, and that's great, Steve gets excited, right? You get excited to hear that, but most people are like, eh. And and I realized, too, when we put testimonials, uh, a testimonial tab on a website, no one clicked on it. If you put testimonials on your website saying Steve is great, no one's going to click on those videos. You know, maybe your mom will. My mom didn't. Uh, But it it was because testimonials in people's heads now are like it's just an endorsement of you. And there's no story in them. Uh, There's no emotion in them. And also, I think one of the biggest things I've discovered over time is when someone says, I've got testimonials, they have exactly what I'm talking about. Someone's saying how great they are. Uh, you know, uh, Great marketers come to us and, I'm, and I, they show me these videos. Like, I've already got these. I'm like, these are not stories, but they check the box, right? They've checked the box, say, I've got testimonials. And what that does is it actually harms your business because you're not paying attention to your customer stories. And so all those things I've written, like, you know, I think I came up with 20 ways that testimonials actually hurt your business. And I think that's the number one is that it checks the box and it's someone's like, Oh yeah, there, I have someone saying, I'm great on video. There we go. Let's move on to the next thing. Sorry for the long winded answer, but that's (laughs) my story in a nutshell.
1: No, that's great. Um, And I think that kind of sets the tone really well for what we're going to talk about uh, today. So, absolutely agree that that uh, those sort of fluffy testimonial videos never do anybody any good because you feel like the person giving it was kind of put up to it. You know, um, mm-hmm. you never really yeah maybe they were willing and maybe all those things are true, but it doesn't. It's hard to relate to it. So, when you think about a really great case story is there a structure or like a flow to that what is what's the difference between a video case story and a testimonial
0: oh sure yeah there's i mean first of all story story structure uh I, there's a classic 3x structure i renamed it because i want people thinking in a different way because there's you know uh i think it was aristotle came up with it but uh, you know that was a long time ago they didn't have video <laughs> you know, um connection conflict conclusion. So why should I care about this person? Why are they like me? What what do I do? Conflict, what what were the problems that led them to seeking a solution? What were the multiple problems? We pay attention to conflict. And I think that's really one of the keys that testimonials very rarely have, is get deep into the problems that we have. Because we will take action, if I said, hey Steve, I'm gonna make you a million dollars, take action. But if I'm like, hey Steve, if you don't do this, you're gonna lose a million dollars, you're much more likely not to take action. And that conflict will get people to pay attention. You know, we, we, we pay attention to conflict and, we, you know, that's the number one thing in internet marketing and marketing in general is trying to grab people's attention. Um, and then conclusion, testimonials are, are often like, yeah, my book sold a million copies, that's great, but what did that do for you? What was that transformation? what was that like how did you feel and so those are the three main pieces one of the things that we work a lot on are hooks and angles because we're going to use this you know it might be about customer service so you have a case story about customer service and and you need to have a great hook because hooks are absolutely crucial in videos these days when i started video marketing we really didn't work so much on the hooks because if you put a video out there people would watch it but now There's so much video out there, you know, I was just on TikTok and it's just like, you've got to have that hook. (laughs) And hooks and angles, those are some of the key elements. The other key elements that I think to a great video case story is specificity. Like as specific, I mean, it's classic copyright, but being in book writing, right? As specific as you can be in your book, painting that picture. And then the two key elements of making it memorable, I think are moments and emotions. What were those moments like as specific as possible and what did someone feel? Those are all the elements, but if you get that three X structure and then you layer on those other things, you're going to generally have a pretty good story.
1: Yeah. And and that's a great, I think, way to, to begin to think about this. It's really kind of the age old storytelling formula, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, What, what I think is most challenging in this context is not necessarily the structure of it, but how in the world do you go get it from clients? You know, I've I've done video interviews trying to get case studies from clients. It is the most difficult thing to do in the world. Partly, it's a little bit uncomfortable because they're saying nice things about you. <laughs> yeah. Partly, it's, I know what I want them to say. How do I get them to say that? So how do you wrangle a person who's had a good experience into saying the, the sort of thing that makes for a powerful story.
0: I, it, those, I mean, the, those are such good points because, you know, first of all, like you've got, to, like you said, you know what you're, you want to get out of it. Right. And you have to develop questions that lead to that. Uh, we have a list of about 40 template questions, but they're not customized. We go through a strategy session. We call the tackle box, which we can talk about later. Why? But we go through a strategy session ahead of time. So we know where we want the conversation to go. And I I equate this, to, people are always like, well, I just want to, I just want to test my own. I just want to test my own. I just want, you know, just, just interview them. I'm like, no, we need to talk to you about first about, you know, this person. And they're like, but I just want this. But I'm like, imagine if you were on trial, if you're like in a court case for your business and, and, and I have a bunch of clients that do this because we work with a bunch of lawyers, but imagine if that lawyer you know, you had the biggest case and that witness was on the stand that could either destroy your business or make you win a million dollars. And in through the door walks the client, your lawyer's intern, not even a paralegal, but the intern. And they're like, oh, I just have a list of standard questions. You'd be pretty upset, but that's what we do with our customer stories, which are so important. So planning out those questions, and framing it as a story, asking them for their story is key. I do think having someone who's a good interviewer and not you, because the other thing with that interview piece is like, imagine going on a date and then after the date going, so I want to interview you about this date. So how was I, right? How was the <laughs> date? You know, how, did you like what I, where I took it for dinner? What did you think? How did you like that I picked up the check? Was, were you satisfied at the end? It's a weird conversation, but we're doing this all the time when we don't have someone interview someone else interview. So and then the key to that great interviewer, which I'm really proud of our team, is you need someone who cares about this person on the other side. Like not that you don't, but I see this a lot where like they. the other thing that frustrates me is I think those interview softwares are good. If you have a high volume, low ticket item and like you want a thousand interviews. Those interview softwares are great. But if you have a, a customer who spent $100,000, dollars $300,000, $10,000 with you, have someone interview them and talk to them, right? And care about their story. And because I think when it's someone else talking to them, right, it's different. And, and that's really what referrals are, right? It's, it's someone who cares you care about and you know them and you're having a conversation like, oh, yeah, I was having trouble getting you know, uh, you know, I I was having trouble getting leads. And then I remember hearing Steve, his podcast, and he really inspired me to create this book. I went to his course and figured it out. And, you know, and then I realized I need help. And I went to Steve and he got the book published in 60 days. And they tell the story because that's what you would tell in a referral. So, you know, I think about this stuff all the time. That's why I'm blathering about it, but strategize what you want out of it, where you're going to use it, and have someone really good craft the questions and then have someone who has a really good interview do it. You don't have to hire us, but just get someone who really knows how to talk to people.
1: So when somebody comes and works with you guys, are you sending a videographer across the country to go interview their people? Do you like what are the, the mechanics of this? It seems like it'd be complicated to, to orchestrate.
0: From our client standpoint, it's simple. They just introduce us to the client, to their client. From our standpoint, it, it, there are some technicals around it. We can. I suggest starting with remote interviews, but we can send videographers out. If you if you're have an event, we've done this a lot for big events, you know a bunch of your clients are gonna be there, get a videographer, you know, we can send a team out there and have it, we still will prepare ahead of time. You can do it at your office if you have local clients, if you're a lawyer and you have local clients, and you can send a videographer out. But I do suggest the remote interviews first, Uh, we the great part about our business transformed with covid because everyone got used to using zoom i remember when we first started people like what is zoom you know and then it was really complicated but now everyone's so used to zoom because then you can do a lot in the post-production but what i've found too recently is we actually get more information out of people over zoom and it prepares them then for the camera because you can do both you that way if you do the zoom interview a the person generally shows up if it doesn't you had you don't have a videographer that you just spent a thousand dollars on b if it's a bad story you're not out you know it's you're not super upset and c generally people are going to talk a lot more and you're gonna get better story because it's it's a little there's still that barrier like we have right now versus when there's just a camera in front of someone right away and if they're not used to it they can get pretty scared and that comes across to their face so that's my thought. You know, it's it's like I'd like starting with remote. You can always do both. It's very hard though, if someone's bad on camera to ask them to be bad on camera again. But if they're, you know, if they do the remote one and they're really good, you know, like, hey, that was great. Can you mind if I send a videographer out?
1: Oh, that's awesome. So yeah, you're actually sort of getting a, a beta version of of every testimonial, and then you take the best ones and maybe, you know, yep. up the production value on those
0: exactly exactly it can up the production value and the person's now told the story once we're natural storytellers so once they've told the story once they're going to tell it a little better the next time and a little different so it it actually helps get a better story out to do the remote first um i found
1: okay that's great um uh, so you know when somebody in- invests in putting these case stories together what is the impact that you're seeing i would imagine it's got to really improve the selling process
0: yeah I mean so i I put something together. there's the impact right away if they we have a checklist way called a fish in the barrel checklist. I have a lot of fish analogies. I live on a lake, and I've got to write stuff off so um <laughs> i the fish in the barrel we have all these customers and clients surrounding us right they go to our website they google you they're they're following up with you there's all these places that they that most people don't spend a lot of time like what someone shows up what shows up for your online reputation so if you go through that checklist and we have a calculator the impact over four years is easily and if if you i think we at the calculation is if you have a ten thousand dollar Average lifetime client value over four years, it's close to half a million dollar, dollars and cents. And that's not including the other places you can use this. You can get these optimized and showing up for difficult searches. You can use these. I use these in trade shows. And I use them in trade shows playing behind us because everyone shows their product, right? And I'm like, here's someone like you. And people will stop and watch it. And then they'll and they'll be like, oh, that's me. And then they'll talk to us so the impact from our, you know if you go to um video case story.com slash uco you'll get that whole we've got a course on the fish in the barrel how to set it all up how to plan it um but also on there i've got my checklist of 50 ways to use the video case stories where it, it, it will impact every part of your business I, but i think probably the most impactful things that, uh, you know, we get is people hear things that they've never heard before because we're interviewing the clients instead of getting testimonials and we find keywords, we find, we find value propositions that we didn't know. I think, and you know, inspires the team and inspires yourself. I think that to me is my favorite part. People are like, Oh, I never knew that someone felt that way. Or I never knew that's how I transformed their life. And I'm, I'm like a mission driven kind of guy more or less like i wish i was more dollars and cents like i need to make all the money in the world but uh, i like to feel good and when i can show someone like here's someone's life you transformed and it's on video and you can be proud of this that to me is the best transformation in the world
1: that's awesome that's awesome yeah and um it's you know and just a little bit of video that we've used and as bad as we have done it which we're going to be fixing soon you know as bad as we've done it the impact that that has is, you know, people look at that and they can relate and they feel like they're looking at a real person. And, you know, now it's not you telling them things. It's someone like them saying, you know, kind of, kind of like coming around and putting their arm around them and, you know, and, and saying, well, this is what it was like for me. And, and I, I think it's going to be like that for you, too. It's uh, it, really it, powerful.
0: It's so powerful. And it lasts for a long time when it's a good story. It can be bad video, but a great story. And it can last for five years. I have clients that like, they're like, yeah, I just got like a $20,000 case off of a video we made six years ago and just sitting out there and just like, oh, and the person walks through just ready to hand over. They're like, I'm ready. You help someone just like me with my exact same problem. And I love the way they talked about it. Like you said, and they felt good that they just walked through the door pre-sold and it's, that's, you know, I love hearing those stories too, like you said.
1: Well, and I I think there are there are two ways to go about selling whatever it is that you do. There's the hard way, the <laughs> I'm going to just grind it out and talk to enough people and the numbers are going to work out. Or there's the sort of smart strategic way, which I, I like to think of as the lazy way, you know, <laughs> but that requires a little bit of thought and investment up front to put some of these things in place that will far more effectively do the selling for you. And, and actually for the future client, it's, I think it's, it's what they really want Mm -hmm. is, is this experience rather than sort of that traditional, you know, sales experience, they want it to be sort of a discovery. So it becomes their own idea and this allows it to become their idea through someone else
0: yeah i mean that's why i think it's so powerful to you know do the case stories and like things like books right where they like when you publish the book and you read it and you're like oh i get how this works and oh it helps someone just like me like you said and now it's i come in i'm like okay here's my money right i just want to do this because i know now how it works i agree it's it's a simple formula, it's just not easy because it's not sexy. It's, you know, it can get you leads tomorrow. Is it going to grow a billion dollar business? It can, but it takes practice. You know, it's like free throws, you know, it's they win games and just, you don't see them on the highlight reel.
1: Yeah. I mean, the the way I kind of see this is you almost build it into part of your, your offboarding process with clients, you know, so that every time you, Have one come through and have a success story you know they almost need to automatically then go and have you know into a case story collection process right
0: oh yeah yeah you should have those triggers and you should have milestones along the way too because like you you have a a strategy that you sell first you need stories around that strategy and then you know the book process or you know and then the process of working with you beyond the book Stories all along those ways will help you and also help transform your business because it's a feedback loop. You, you get great stories, you, you use them to improve your business, you use them to get more customers, and then you get more great stories that are better and just keeps going and going and going. And I was making the loop down here, it's up here. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah, I agree 100%. It, it's just use them throughout and make them part, make it part of your business. Make it just part of it. You know. I think one of my favorite stories, and I, I beat this story to death, but it's you know, Walt Disney. He used to sit and watch the people coming to Disneyland and sit and watch them and like count the steps between when they get a piece of food and they throw it out out the trash and then put trash cans there, right? And how he changed his business by just watching and listening to his customers. I was listening to Pat Williams' book, How to Be Like Walt, and you know, he told the story about this one of his daughter's boyfriends coming over and like the boyfriend sat with Walt for six hours. And he he realized later on that Walt was asking him all the things that he would want to see at Disneyland. But they were just having a casual conversation. And Walt spent six hours. Now, this was, at you know, Walt was 55, 60 years old. One of the most famous people in the world. And he still would sit down and listen to his customers, listen to his clients. And I mean, if if that's good enough for Walt, I think it's good enough for us.
1: <laughs> yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. Um, and it's clearly a winning formula, you know, mm-hmm. even to this day. So uh, you mentioned earlier, you've got a, a free course uh, to share with folks. Um, I'd love to share the URL again, and I'd love to hear a little bit more about what's in that. So when somebody goes to it, what kind of experience can they expect?
0: Sure. Um, so. It's called the fish in the barrel course, because basically there's about 12, 13 places that everyone should be using customer story videos on a regular basis and really you should be planning that out before you even go to collect them. So, you know, what stories you're looking for at each point, what hooks you're looking for, what angles. And that's what this course goes through. It goes through all the places, the hooks, the angles what types of videos that you should have at each point. We talk about where to put them on your website, how to use them in email, how to use them in retargeting, how to use them um, to manage your online reputation. So you're planning out where you're going to use them. And then you go collect the stories that fit in there. Instead of trying to fit your stories in there, you go collect the right stories. And it's a the, roughly, I think, 12 or 13, five, six minute videos explain what's the concept behind it, what type of video, what types of angles that you should have. It goes pretty in depth. Um, plus, in there, you'll get my ta- the access to the tackle box. In the tackle box, as has a calculator. It shows the fish in the barrel planner. So there's a planning tool and a calculator it shows you roughly how much you should expect to make over five years on the low side if you, you do this. And you'll see the tackle box in there, which helps you to plan out your case story. So it's a tool that we use with every client it's a super powerful tool. So it's, it's the start. It's the place to start and always come back to. And it's at, oh, that's uh, amazing slash UCO.
1: Wow. That's, that's really amazing and, and very generous. Thanks for sharing that. That's
0: my pleasure. You
1: know, everybody can kind of go and get started. Um, and I guess once they've gone through that, if they decide, Hey, you know, I want to get professional help getting these things done, um, they can contact you through the course, or there's a oh, way yep. to get a, a hold of you
0: guys. Oh yeah, there's lots of calls to action, lots of them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like any good marketer, right?
0: Yes, yes. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we're here. To, I really believe in helping every person. You know, if if you if you want to do it yourself, we we have lots of other information. You can definitely do it yourself. There's a lot of do's and don'ts in there. So, uh, but you know, if you want the shortcut and you want the best to help you, I think we're some of the best out there. Yeah, for sure.
1: Um, you you definitely are that. Um, and so I'm really grateful that you've uh, invested a little time with me today and and shared all of these great ideas and shared your wisdom. Um, and folks, go take advantage of uh, Ion's free course. Uh, we'll link that up in the show notes. So wherever you're listening, look for that link there. Uh, Ian Garlic, thank you so much for being here.
0: Thanks Steve it was my pleasure thanks for having me it was a lot of fun
1: Thanks for listening to the Authority Builder podcast here are 3 ways you can expand your authority Number 1 get a copy of the million dollar book in it i show you how to multiply your authority by writing a best selling book in less than 90 days guaranteed after all you're the best spokesperson for your ideas go to authoritybuilderpodcast.com/book and get your copy Number two, join me for an upcoming Write Your Million Dollar Book Accelerator and let's jumpstart your authority building book now. For upcoming dates, go to authoritybuilderpodcast.com slash accelerator. And number three, work with me and my team to get your book done and bring in business. Email me at steve at authoritybuilderpodcast.com and put I want to write a book in the subject line. See you soon.